0: You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. I want to share this morning on what I titled maximizing opportunities. Maximizing opportunities. In the book of Ephesians, chapter number 5, verse 15 to 16. Let's quickly see that Ephesians, chapter number 5, verse 15 and 16. It says, See then that your works are conspicuously not as fools but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Maximizing, maximizing, redeeming, making good use of the time and the season we are living in. Galatians chapter number 6, when you read from verse number 6 to about verse number 10, paraphrasing because of time, in verse number 6, the Bible says there, that he that is taught the world should communicate with, uh, with his teacher in all the good things that he or she has, verse seven says, "Do not be deceived, for God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows that shall he what? reap verse eight says, and that you uh, know if you sow to the flesh, it tells us what to will receive is corruption of course, and, then, uh, and and then if you sow to the spirit is life everlasting. then verse number nine says. Don't be weary. Don't be tired. Don't get exhausted. Don't turn back. Don't withdraw. While you are doing good for... Because when you are doing good, it's actually an opportunity you have. It says that you shouldn't be tired while doing good for in due season. So there's always a kairos moment. There's always a time. There's a time to sow and there's a time to reap. So if you give up sowing while it's not yet time for reaping, you may not live up to see the harvest come forth. Verse number 10 Of the same Galatians chapter number 6 tells us that as we then have opportunity, we should do good to all men, especially those that are of the household of faith. And are we in the household of faith this morning? Family, are we in the household of faith? So the Bible is telling us in that verse 10 of Galatians 6 that as we therefore have opportunity... We should do good. Every one of us, each one of us, the, the fact that we are still breathing, the fact that we are awake this morning, the fact that we are alive this morning, it's already an obvious display of opportunity. You are alive, you are breathing because you are availed with an opportunity because the dead cannot do anything profitable. That's what Solomon, the great king with a man of wisdom said, there is a time for everything. There's a a season for every purpose. He says, now we should do whatever we need to do because there's no activity in the grave. So while we are alive is the time to maximize every opportunity that God brings our way. Thank God, as I said in my opening statement, that we got loved ones, we got friends, nice people that are not here today. Especially since COVID came, I mean, people that needed, didn't need to have died. Now that still had a great God, still had a great plan for them. However, a pandemic came and claimed so many people. We thank God for preserving our own lives. It's an opportunity we have to maximize every wake of the day. As you wake up, you don't just wake up and think it was just another day. It's a special day that the Lord has made that your life can count and make a difference wherever you find yourself. So it's something that we have to value, cherish and appreciate and then live up to it that you have an opportunity. Somebody desire to be in church today but they are unable to make it either because they are sick or they've lost their mind, or they don't have the, the resources, what it takes to be here. They desire it, but they don't have it. You and I that have the opportunity, they have this moment to, to be able to come here. We should be thankful to God and do not just take it for granted. Things don't just happen. It is the design of God's destiny that causes things to happen. As we talk about opportunity, it simply means an appropriate time, or a favorable time, or an occasion for something to happen. It is a situation or condition that is favorable for the attaining of a goal or a plan. It is a situation or condition that is favorable for your being able to achieve what you set out to achieve. It is a good position or prospect for advancement or success. It is an open window or an adequate season for doing something. Or you can say, in other words, it's a now moment. An opportunity is a now moment. That time that something is supposed to be done, and you don't want to miss it. It is when the rubber meets the road. It's when the the going, you know, gets to a point where you need to get going. And you can't afford to wait for any other time. Opportunities are powerful. And if we position ourselves correctly, we will be better people if we know how to discern and how to appropriate opportunities. Our lives consist of opportunities. Every day we wake up, we wake up to opportunities welcoming us. And it's my prayer that everyone under the sound of my voice or those that are online, may we never miss opportunities that come our way. May we never have a situation in our lives where we're looking back and we're saying, I wish I saw, I discerned this opportunity when it came. May we never have regrets in our lives. God is a God that desires nothing short of the best for us. But should you maybe be here this morning, or you're watching the replay of this service and this message, and you're feeling, but I wish he, Apostle, I wish you came earlier and told me about opportunities. I already missed too many. I want to let you know, I want to encourage you this morning to know That even when you have missed it, God never misses it. God is a restorer. Whatever the enemy has stolen, God is capable of causing and making you, bring you to a point where you can regain all. However, you can't sit on the fact that God restores and not do something about the future opportunities coming. And that's why we are hearing this message this morning. So that whatever we've lost, we're not going to sit down and keep, Mourning over the past. That's what the Bible tells us by the mouth of Isaiah 43. And it tells us from around 8, 9, and 10 or thereabout, where it says, forget, do not remember the things of old or the former things, for they've come to pass. It says, behold, new things I do, they shall spring forth. God doesn't want us to live in the past, family. Whatever is gone is gone. God is giving us another chance to step forward and achieve whatever he has set out for us to achieve. So that's why we are just listening to what God is saying in this moment so that we can position ourselves correctly to get to where God wants us to be. There is no day that comes without opportunities. And I can tell you since this day started, this Sunday, opportunities have been coming. And more are going to come. As you step out of church, the first thing that may meet you is another opportunity. It's my prayer that you will never miss the God-sent opportunity to your life. May you be at the right place at the right time to collide with destiny and lay hold of that which Christ died to give unto you. Can you shout an amen? Let your amen be louder than your neighbors own. Amen. Somebody just got the prize. You had an opportunity to shout an amen and you did. And that's how other opportunities will come. You can decide to go through life blaming everyone for why you don't have what you have. But let me tell you, God has given us the opportunity to make a difference. And I prophesy to somebody here, you will make a difference to your generation. There's no day that passes without opportunities coming our way. You have to position yourself so that when opportunities come, you'll be able to discern them and take advantage of them. Your life today is a result of past or previous or you know, yesterday's opportunities. And what your life will become tomorrow is created on the platform or on the, or on the road path or the pathway of today's opportunities and what you do with the opportunities of today will determine or decide what you will become tomorrow so that there's no need for being jealous or envious of what somebody else has or what somebody else has achieved what matters the journey of life each person has his own lane God has created you and has given you, apportioned you to achieve something. And, and he has given you the grace, the ability, the potential to be able to achieve it. And so, and I believe that everyone under the sound of my voice, you will not only discern opportunities, but you will take advantage of the opportunities that God brings your way. Can I hear an amen? Imagine where you would have been today. Had you effectively maximized all the God-sent opportunities, just pause for a while and think. But this is not a guilt trip. It's a trip to remind us there is still a better tomorrow. As long as we take advantage of what God brings in the now and not cry over the past, of what use is it to be crying over spilled milk? It's already spilled. However, we can say in God... By his grace, Lord, show me what I can do now to make a difference. And God is a faithful God. The Bible says he that has begun a good work in you, he is faithful. God never begins something that has not already ended. The Bible is filled up of people that missed opportunities, but they did not sit there and cry and cry, but they called on God and God came through for them. That same God is your God. And because you are walking by faith and not by sight, God is able to bring you to the other side. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Remember, it is said time waits for no man. Today and now, Come only but once. Seize the moment. Don't let it pass you by. Not everybody can see opportunities when they come. And so you that is positioned where you are able to see it, don't let it pass you by. Opportunities do not wait for convenient moments or times. Opportunities have a lifespan and a time limit They sometimes come only once, and they don't play games. They mean business. Opportunities will not argue with you, fight with you, or go on a debate with you. However, they will just stand there staring at you, or it will just stand there staring at you. And you are the one to decide what you do with it. There are different kinds of opportunities. Opportunity to be born again, to get your life right. Some of you have been invited to church over and over. Some of you have watched the live broadcast of the Bay Christian Family Church several times. And that has been an opportunity presented to you for a change of life. And you are trying on your own to change yourself. Meanwhile, God has presented it to you free of charge. All it requires of you is for you to reciprocate, to respond by saying, yes, I do. No woman, no man gets married by just wishing. You can be good friends for years, admiring each other, but you never get married to that man, to that woman that you admire until one day you say, yes, I do. And there are people that keep waiting and waiting for the right moment and then somebody else snatches the lady or snatches the man because they were waiting. They never said, you know, I told the person, yes, I do. So the opportunity to be born again, to hand over your life to Jesus, it's yours. Maybe you're watching us or you're here. A friend brought you or you came on your own. It, this is an opportunity presented to you to allow Jesus, the one who died on the cross, shed his blood so that he can give you the God kind of life that you don't have to struggle to be Right. He's already done things to make things right. And then you will receive his righteousness. Opportunity to be born again. Opportunity as a believer to stop living the life of compromise. Where you tell yourself enough is enough. I've played long enough. I've been in church too long to be meddling with stuff of the world. I am now a child of God. The difference has got to be clear. Opportunity to give your tithe where you're not going online and searching people, you know, that are now talking about the the tithe messages an old-fashioned thing. A person that gets to a moment where God presents you with an opportunity to partner with him. It's like somebody saying, no, the the thing about giving of tax has passed away. A, A citizen that's looking for an opportunity not to tax I mean, not to pay tax. They're basically saying, I don't want the roads to be fine. I don't want the hospitals to be fine. I don't want the schools to be fine. So, a child of God that's been born again for years and is still fighting over, is fighting for today or it has passed, is somebody that has not seen what a power of opportunity is. That God is giving us an opportunity to partner with Him. And then you are arguing over that. It's a sign of insanity or ignorance. And I believe God gives each of us opportunity in church to serve him what others don't have. Right now, as we're speaking here, some people have hangover, headaches. Why? Because they spend the whole night in the club. But you are here born again. You save your money. You don't have to use it on booze. You don't have to mess around. Some of you are sitting here. You don't have any incurable disease because you're messing with every woman around. Here, you're in your right mind. Are, those of you that are married, you are stuck with that woman. You are stuck with that man. But others can't do without having five ladies per week. Some of them, some of them, some of them are all kinds of sizes. I don't know how they do it. Opportunities, opportunities. Opportunity to repent. Opportunity to pray. Opportunity to wait on the Lord in a fast. Opportunity to study. To go back to school. Amen. This is a, 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 a studious church. We like to study. Opportunity to go to Bible school. Opportunity to belong to a cell. An opportunity to be part of what God is doing in the church. Not waiting till later. As young as you are, you're supposed to be on fire. Your age is an opportunity to make a difference. Even if you are as old as I am, you know, at 66, you still have to know that God is giving you an opportunity to make a difference. Don't be settling to retire. People that serve God don't retire. They only refire. I'm not getting ready to die and go to heaven and meet Jesus Heaven is there forever. But as long as we're here, we have an opportunity to make a difference. And I, I told people, I don't know about them, those people that want to go receive pension, uh, because they turn 60, I'm 66, I still have, haven't gone for my first pension. Because I know God looks after me. Even when I'm 90, I'll, I'll be strong jumping. Because I'm not into the getting old business. I told our young people in church, one of them said to me, Apostle, we're waiting for you so that when you, you, you retire, you hand over, then we can take over. I said to him, then you may never take over because I, I'm not into the retiring business. You need to position yourself. Now that you're young, step out and do what God has called you to do. When, remember, in, in the book of Second Timothy, chapter number 2, verse 1 and 2. Paul is talking to a young Timothy. He said, Timothy, my son, he said, the things you have heard of me. Paul, remember, is Paul the aged. But he was still visionary. So what did Paul do? Paul is here. Timothy is here. uh, Faithful here. And others here. Four generations all active. Paul the aged. Vision is too strong. He hands over to Timothy, a son. Timothy appointing apostles, appointing bishops in cities full of energy, young men. Then he says, The things you've heard of me commit to faithful men. So three generations actively serving God. Then back to Sunday school and nursery school, he says, commit to them. Who will teach others? So they become the others. So you don't wait. Now at your age is the time to be active for God and do what you need to do. Don't wait for later. This is the time to make a difference. Eat at the bay. Do you know why we come to church? We come to church so that we are equipped, we are energized, we are fired up to go back to the world that is full of darkness and show to them that God is good even in a dark world, that we are the light in the midst of the darkness. I will not bow down to the pressure to submit and to be silent. We are the light of the world. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Take advantage of every opportunity. Don't wait for later. Now is the Kairos moment. Now is the season to arise and shine as the prophet Isaiah would say in the book of Isaiah chapter number 60, verse 1 to about verse 5. Actually, that whole chapter, powerful chapter about what God is doing in this hour. Arise and shine for your light has come. For the glory of the Lord is risen upon you, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Then it goes on to say, gross, thick, overwhelming darkness shall cover the people. So the people of the world are in darkness, but that's why you and I are here. What an an opportunity that we have experienced the light and we are even the light. So wherever we go, there's no amount of darkness that can overwhelm us or should overwhelm us. Now, somebody says, but things are so tough. Yes, they will even get tougher. But guess what? The tough one lives inside of you. You've got the world of faith that overcomes the world. This is the victory that does what? Overcome the world. Lift up your hands and shout, I am an overcomer. overcomer. You are only an overcomer if there's something to overcome. You are only more than a conqueror if you had to conquer. So things may be going and will get darker and get tougher. But the going, getting tough, but because you've got tough inner skin, you still get going in tough, in, even in tough times. The word of God says, tells us in the book of Haggai, chapter number 2, when you read verse 6, 7, 8, and 9, for. T- uh, the, uh, Uh, just to save on time we will not read it you can write it and read at your own time it talks about what's happening in these last days what's happening in this end time The shaking that's happening, the heavens, the dry lands, and the desires of nations coming in. And then he says, Then I will fill this temple with glory. For the silver is mine and the gold is mine. So there is a shaking. Things are falling apart. You know, so if you've been waiting for petrol price to come down because you're praying and fasting, so that it comes down to two cents a liter, it will never happen. Forget that prayer. The way God has already answered is that He takes care and meets and supplies all your need according to His riches, not according to the fuel prices, not according to the price index, not according to the economy of South Africa. We are living under a divine economy. And you know why God wants to do that is so that He can use you as His display piece to the rest of the world. How else are they going to come to our Jesus, believe in our Jesus, come and sit in church for one and a half hours or whatever time? How will they do it when they think that they don't need it? They have everything. But until what they trust in outside God begins to fail, then it's working with you that even when the fuel prices go to... 200 rand a liter, you can have a full tank and tell all the people that are behind you, you can take it on my account. I pay for it and you swipe it and go and say, you don't have to give me a call. Just love Jesus. You tell them you get born again. I mean, when you tell somebody that's struggling, that used to have money and now they are down and they don't have money and you are blessing them and you tell them, receive Jesus, they will ask you how many times? And you say, I receive Jesus, they will say, I I will receive him. You say, do it now. They will bow down. Even though before they will bow before no one, but they are down. So they will now respond to your God. That's why God is lifting us up. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 2, in verse number 26, it says, God gave to sinners the duty of working so hard. No time for church, no time for God. They do everything, but because God is not part of the equation, so they gather, but at the end, God takes it to give it to those who are righteous and good in his sight. And you and I, not in our own righteousness, but we have received the righteousness that is in Christ. So now the world is going to look up to you. Look up to me. So the hour is now, the opportunity has come for the church to make a difference. And I see God using you to make a difference in the name of Jesus. Can you say an amen? Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Opportunities to do everything that God has called us to do. Opportunity to give. Opportunity to forgive. Opportunity to serve God. Opportunity to serve not just God, but serve the people of God. You are here in church by God's design. You should thank God for the church you have. Thank God for the pastors that you have. You will not appreciate good pastors until you meet bad pastors, until you meet charlatan pastors who will prophesy and tell you it's from God, that will organize miracles, set up people in different locations in the service, during the church service, have them on wheelchairs, but these people actually walked out of the, the kumbi into and sat on the wheelchair, and then he says, God is moving right now, and people jump up, and the whole church is excited, and they are told to bring money. Or they are told, come one-on-one with the prophet. And they do one-on-one, and he charges 5000 and they pay. And, but you are not in that kind of church, where people lie and pray on you. And you, why shouldn't you take, up, take advantage of this opportunity to do, live out your best, and serve your best? Where everything is out of, you know, the conviction of the truth based on God's word, not on lies. We should appreciate the pastors we have. Somebody says, I think I'm going to go to that church. They have more miracles. No, more organized miracles. Oh, no, they have more word of knowledge. No, more words based on foreknowledge, not word of knowledge, foreknowledge because they already knew it ahead of time. Appreciate your leaders. Appreciate your cell leader. Appreciate the opportunity to serve. Don't say, I've been an usher for long, I wanna take a break. A break to what? Jesus said, I must do the work of him that has sent me while it is yet day, for the night cometh where no man shall work. That moment is gonna come when you will not be able to work, even when you desire to. Now that you've got the energy, now the strength and the sanity of mind, take advantage and put out your best don't come to serve god only when you are struggling to move and then you are more looking for healing than you are looking for opportunity to serve don't wait there's an opportunity to get married don't say hey that one is not my type that one everyone that comes is not your type then which one is your type an alien some people today are, they are 50 something and they are still trusting God. But they started trusting God when they were to the 10, 21. The reason is because they don't know how to see an opportunity, grab opportunity. Listen, marriage is not in the face. How pointed your nose is. How big your nose is. Everything has to do with Purpose. The person that has a big nose, there's a reason why. Because their forefathers are raised in a tropical, very hot place where they need all the air. If not, they're going to trouble everybody and, you know, heat everywhere. You know, when you're in a place, you know, I come from a place that is desert and hot. And when you're hot, you're also by a quart, as they say in Africans. And so, but there's a purpose in it Why you are in that region. So that you can, the more the hot air is coming, the the nose trees are able to contain, and then it can give you some air to stay alive so you don't die before your time. It's all purpose. And the one that's so slim, and you're wondering why, I can't marry this one, it's just like skinny bones. The reason is because you should be thankful you've got skinny bones because... People that will get into heaven, you know, the road to heaven is narrow. So you, you need a narrow lady so that when you are on a journey to the, your purpose, you arrive there quickly. Not somebody that's grabbing all the space and before you get there, the heaven's doors are closed. And, and should you be, but I'm not going to marry that one, that one is too big. No, 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 you don't have to do that, it's all driven by purpose. Because the one that is so big, the Bible says, through Joel chapter number 2, verse 28, in the last days, God will pour His Spirit upon what? All flesh. And so the more flesh you have, the more Holy Spirit, the more Holy Spirit, the easier it is to make it to the kingdom of heaven. I pray that you will not regret over where you missed it. But whatever God does, places an opportunity before you. Stand up, grab it, arise and tell yourself, I am not looking back. I am moving forward to fulfill my destiny. Where you blessed this morning? Stand up on your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise.